Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. We've got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. And welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. As pointed out earlier, this is not the millennial with the mic. It is Toby Leary, a sit-in for Grace. A cheap replacement in most people's eyes, but nevertheless, I'm filling the chair for the rest of the hour, and Grace will be back tomorrow, and um, I've enjoyed taking your calls. So if you want to be on the line, give me a jingle at 844-500-4242, and, or text curly at 617-213-1066. Um, <laughs> I... One of the texters noticing my shirt, and he says, "Hey, Toby, do they give you a shirt for filling in for Grace?" I'm just being a smarty pants. Uh, no, no, no. He he has to rent the shirt when he fills in. <laughs> That's it right. has to be returned. It's like a car lease. It has to be returned in the same condition at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, I actually got one of the very first of this batch because how he gave these away at Cape Gunworks or sold them at Cape Gunworks, and. Uh, by way of pulling some strings, I was able to get one in Howie fashion, which is graft. It was graft. It was gratuitous. And uh, yeah, so I- I'm rocking the, they're not after you. They're after, I'm sorry, they're after you. I'm just in the way mugshot shirt that I think is still available for sale on the. Yeah, you can go to uh, Grace Curly Show. Yeah, and dot com, click on store. Of all the iterations of this shirt, I like this one the best so far. It is very stylized. It's yes. not just the you know mug shot itself. Right, right, right. No, it's a it's a good one, and you know, I don't. Taylor did some excellent work. In the is design is this Taylor's creation? Well done, Taylor. Um, I personally don't generally speak and get up in the morning, put my political shirts on, and go out and the community because I generally am wearing my store branded merchandise. So whenever I get a chance to to rep the the shirt like this, I, I do. So anyway, <laughs> let's go to the phones. Margaret, you're next on the Grace Curly Show. How are you today? Hi, how are you guys? Doing great, thanks. Um <clears throat> you, you know, has anybody have they closed the border yet for us? It depends where you what you mean by border. I know certain places like Eagle Pass has now been taken over by the Texas Air National Guard uh, or the Texas National Guard, and and they basically evicted the feds from Eagle Pass, which was one of the ma- major crossing sites. But I'm sure there's plenty of other places to come in. You go to San Diego or wh- wherever, you know, um, there the border is still pretty wide open. But um, they are talking about closing it once and for all, but I don't know when that'll happen. And Mike Johnson has threatened uh, spending bill stuff uh, if the border isn't closed, but we'll see. Right now, I don't think it's closed, uh, Margaret. Okay, listen, it's going to close when Trump becomes president again. And you know what? How dare they? They want us to to, to, to house these illegal immigrants? I, I'm, I'm a single woman. I, I'm not going to do that. Well, I mean, what what is their problem? 
come on, Margaret. I where's your humanity? These are just people here. I'll seeking- tell you what. You know, no, I can't tell you where my humanity is. But you know what? When they when they don't give the vets homes, you got to be kidding me. Right. I know. It's it- a regular, uh, just regular homeless. And those those immigrants, they come over. They got cell phones. They're they're nice. Check them out. They're all nicely dressed. I don't know what the problem is with that, but they say it's a big problem, and even. Texas and all that is saying it's a big problem. Well, get on the back of the president and close the border. Do right. something about it. I agree, Margaret, 100%. And I would even opine and proffer that it's the government's sole responsibility. Forget about DEI. Forget about, um, you know, vineyard wind projects. Forget about uh, EVs, electronic vehicles, all that stuff, you know, regulating who can build a house where based on what, you know, vernal pool is in the background. Government's primary responsibility is to protect the border, defend the American way of life, defend America from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I know that not everyone coming across the border has evil intent, but the evil people will exploit our goodness if they are allowed to. Thanks so much for the call, Margaret. And they they will exploit it, I promise you. You're seeing military-age men from all over the world. If you want to do any type of research about this, it'll take you a matter of minutes. It, and you'll see military-age men coming across the border from all other countries in the, in the world, from every dark corner of the earth. And... Are they here for to make America a better place? I doubt it. Um, unfortunately, that's what we have to deal with. And I think Trump will make that happen should he become president. That is what he's running and campaigning on. And I think he did a very good job of it the first time. He worked very hard. That border wall would have been closed, would have been done, would have been built. And the you know enforcement of that uh, would have been would have been easy. It could have been done electronically in a lot of cases. The problem is um, when the Biden administration took over and threw the door open, it attracted millions of people. You know, before there were people that would try to swim across the Rio Grande or they'd get a mule that would take them and that, you know, they wouldn't even present themselves to the immigration and customs. They would just slip in under the cover of darkness and try to integrate into society. And meanwhile, you got everybody else who's trying to do this legally and lawfully uh, who have paid tens of thousands of dollars to hire immigration lawyers, to fill out their paperwork properly, to go on waiting lists, to be background checked, to have a host sponsor them so that they can prove that they can work and they won't be a burden to society. And all that's still taking place. Believe me, I've been through that situation. I know exactly um, how that works. And everybody else just gets to walk, walk through the through the open door at the southern border and say, I'm here, where's my phone and court date and put me up and fly me wherever you want. Um, uh, it's just, it's maddening. Sharon, you're next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Sharon. Good afternoon, and um, thank you for being a good host. I'm loving your host-like voice on, and very inviting on the air. Um, on this issue, which is very big, by the way, I, I think it's more complex 
then people think, you know, oh, help those poor people. What are you saying? We can't let them in. They need help. Not all of them do. Um, a few weeks ago, I was going into Boston to um, a medical appointment, and I had an hour to spare, so I walked over to the DOT, which you know is by the Boston Common. It's a large, nicely maintained brick building, and um, I realized that I had lost my senior Charlie card. Well, it took about a half an hour to go through the process. That was okay. And while I was waiting, I said, you know, where are the boots where I have to take my picture? And he said, oh, you don't need a picture anymore. I said, so anyone anyone can take my ID, or if I lose it, and they could not use it as like a real ID, but they could for certain things, and they could go in the tea and they could be me. He said, he just shrugged his shoulders. I said, why are we walking in a different way today. I've been in this building before. Why was all the walking detoured with ropes? Because immigrants were taken in this week, ma'am, and they're going to use the vacant offices. We pay for the heat in that building. I'm sure it used to be lowered on the weekends. The poor dears, it's not all their fault. I don't know why able politicians, along with great broadcasters like you and Howie and Grace, don't plead with the candidates in the congressmen and senators, get an act where the governments that border these um, states and also the coming into Massachusetts, my local police told me, that they can even start orphanages for these people, that the money go direct to charitable associations, because it, it still would cost us less folks to do something like this. So start writing, give your suggestions to government of the people and by, and a healthy week to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate that. That was a interesting story. And, uh, you know, there's going to be millions of those stories as as we go, and not all of them are going to be actually good stories. A couple of them will be heartwarming, but unfortunately for us, uh, we're going to end up with a lot of unanswered questions and a lot to clean up figuratively and literally. Joe, you are next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Joe. Hi. Um, I'd like to give a little bit of a historical uh, perspective uh, uh, situation that occurred in my youth. Back in 1956 in the state of Massachusetts, a lot of similarities, but big differences. And I think this may lead to a good discussion here. We had the Hungarian Revolution. Uh, people, many refugees came into France. They were cleared by the U.S. government as uh, refugees, brought in in limited numbers, but brought in by the government. Quickly, Joe, we're up and against politicians. The- politicians urged the churches to run this, and sure enough, my parents took in two people for three weeks, and then they went on. And things ran smoothly. Of course, there are great differences here. Mm. Uh, but we, we have to look at these, uh, compare these situations, and uh, I think we may learn a lot about our government now, what our government should be, and what our government used to be. Thank yeah. you very much. Great, great point, Joe. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side. Uh, I, I appreciate the call. I'm Toby Leary, and I'm sitting in for Grace Curley. And if you want to get away, the best place to go right now is the Nauset Beach Inn for a couple of reasons. I've been to the Nauset Beach Inn, and I love it. I'll tell you my favorite things about it as the reasons to go. One, it's the most tranquil place that I have ever stayed. Uh, if you've ever been in the Cape in the winter, then you understand just how special it is. You don't have to deal with crowds. 
You don't have to deal with, you know, not being able to get reservations. You don't have to deal with fighting for space on the beach. And the Nasset Beach Inn is right on the beach. I mean, you step out of your room and you are steps from the beach. You can just walk along and enjoy the uh, the breeze, the ocean, the sounds, everything that's there. It's pet friendly, so you can bring your dog along. One thing that we loved, uh, we loved that we could see the stars at night, which you really can't see in the city, uh, which is great. The fire pits, they have fire pits. You can sit outside. You can drink your coffee in the morning. You can watch the sunrise. You can be out at night, watch the moonrise. Uh, if it's a little too cold and you don't want to be outside, every room has a fireplace and a giant picture window so you can stay warm. You can see out. It's the best place to go, and it's probably the cheapest place you can go because right now you can stay at the Nossip Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. If you can find a hotel room anywhere else, you're not going to be able to stay for that price. Don't delay because these rooms go fast. Nosset Beach Inn, as I said, is pet friendly. They have a view from every room and check-in is contactless, which is fantastic. It's a great place to stay during a, a school vacation week or if you want to take a long weekend or just a week vacation, it's the place to go. To reserve your ocean view room now, go to nossetbeachin.com. That's nossetbeachin.com. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. And welcome back to the Grace Curly Show. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Wellness Company. How we got the flu. The mailroom manager got sick, and some of our staff and clients had COVID. All in the last month. Be prepared and get your emergency medical kit from the wellness company today. To learn more, go to twc.health grace. When you use code grace, you'll save 10%. Jared, what is the poll question, and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is, is there any situation where you would accept an illegal into your house if you had extra room? Yes, no questions asked. If I were getting really good money to do so, if I could vet slash choose the person or under no circumstance. I'm going to say if I could vet slash choose the person with an asterisk because it would <laughs> still have to meet some other criteria. Uh, 5% say if they could vet slash choose the person. 1% Say if they were getting really good money, 0% say no questions asked. <laughs> and we are now up to 94% who say under no circumstance. Wow. That's that's uh, that's not surprising. Let's put it that way. Um, we'll go right back to the phones. Carol, you're next on the Grace Curley Show. Go Hi. ahead. How are you, yeah, Carol? I would... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm uh, sort of great. But um, we won't go into that. Um, I'm a very conservative Christian. Um, my answer to that would be it would be very hard for me not to help someone. Sure. Um, God says we should. So my answer would be if I could vet them properly, I would not want to take a criminal and risk my life unnecessarily. Um, and Carol, before you get uh, to your question, before you get to your question, I agree with you. And going back to Joe, the last caller before the break, who said the... You know, he was in a similar situation when he was growing up, and churches kind of took the lead on that. And I think that's great. I My church ha does that as well. 
And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to discount the humanitarian need. I am only saying government has created this condition on purpose, and they're going to blame us when it doesn't work out the way uh, it should, because that's the only option on the table I see it. But go ahead. Well, and that's we all know that's that's false. This government, this administration is doing this because they want the vote. However, mm. what they're doing is allowing the cartels to come in. The cartels are running this country. We know the snake, who is George Soros and the WEF, who he reports to, have undermined our authority so badly that they, they captured all of the tech companies. They've captured all of the DAs. They've put money into everybody's pockets where it shouldn't be. God is the ruler of the world. And anybody who doesn't know that is stupid. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. All right. Well, I got you down that a rabbit hole. What was it? What was it you were actually calling about, Carol? Sorry about that. Um, I answered. Well, first of all, I, I tried numerous times to call on the Howie line. Never ever got through. And I wondered if he had something against women. So I decided to call a date, not knowing what day it is. Um, I, I'm sick right now, and hopefully, I mean, God seems to be taking care of me, um, miraculously. I had two bad surgeries, and after that, I had seizures. But nonetheless, I know I've been a Christian forever. Mm-hmm. So but what I know, do know, I know what the devil does to the world. And right now, he's got the upper hand, it looks like. But we don't know that thy will be done, right? Absolutely. So it's all in God's hands. It's all in God's hands. And people are scared out of their mind because the Democrats have done a great job of doing that. They started with the fires. It started with Obama. It started maybe before, after World War One. The communists have always been trying to get into this country. Marxism has been invading this country since World War One, mm. And they've got it. They've got it through the colleges, the educational system. I mean, it was a snake that was just perpetrating and it was allowed to come in. And that's what I don't understand. Nature abhors a vacuum. And I think that applies to evil as well. Like if, if people, you know, if things are going well, it's only a matter of time before darkness rises up and, and fills the void of, you know, activity and things go bad. So it's just been happening since the dawn of time, evil in the world, Carol, and that's the way it is, uh, unfortunately. And so it's a constant vigilant battle against the forces of evil and darkness. And uh, yeah, it's going to continue no matter what. Um, So unfortunately, that's the way it goes. And uh, we, we get to roll up our sleeves and get in the fight every day. And, uh, and, hopefully safeguard our families, safeguard ourselves, safeguard our communities against that on the micro level. But on the macro level, there's things that are way outside of our control, as you pointed out. And it's important that we uh, put the right people in place in order to see that uh, evil put in check. And, you know, getting back to something that was we talked about earlier in the show, this is um, one thing somebody was saying, we got to you know, I think it was Donald actually who was pointing out all the people running against Trump and how they're bought and paid for by all these things. I don't know if all that, what he said is true, but there was times when I was firmly behind a candidate and only to find out later there was things I didn't know and didn't like. So you, you do the best you can and put the right guy in there and hopefully it turns out well. 
844-500-4242. I'm Toby Leary. This is The Grace Curley Show. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. I've enjoyed my guest hosting today. 844-500-4242. Since the phone lines seem to be going along swimmingly, we'll go to those. Uh, Ron, you're next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Ron. Toby, happy Martin Luther King Day. Thank you. You too, sir. Thank you. Um, So Jerry Nadler said... um, a couple of days ago, he said that the, um, the U.S. birth rate is too low to not take in uh, immigration like the way that we're doing. Mm. But the, the irony of that is that his party, the Democrats, pick your poison. Right. They push abortions. They push transgenderism. They push um, inflation, making the cost of living too high. Um, authoritarianism, censorship. All these things that are probably going through a young couple's mind uh, that makes them, a, a young American citizen couple mind, that makes them not think twice about bringing a child into the world. You're 100% correct there. And uh, so Jerry's answer is to just open the doors, huh? open the floodgates. It's, it's unbelievable. I saw him say also that, you know, we need illegal immigrants to pick our vegetables and pick our corn and whatever you said the other day it was it was maddening but yeah that's it's i'm not saying we don't need immigration that's not what any of us are saying it's just like secure the border and let's vet those who are coming in let's make sure they are going to be productive members of society let's make sure you know the saying goes we're all descendants of immigrants right um so nobody here is proffering that oh it's a bad idea to have immigration. We just want to know who's coming. And the system might need an overhaul, but you don't overhaul the system by just scrapping it entirely and just saying, all right, all y'all, y'all come free. <laughs> just come on in. Um, and apparently Fannie Willis has released a statement about her recent troubles. And she says, you can't expect a black woman to be perfect and save the world. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Racism, racism. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What if a white woman said that? You know, would would there be anybody who would take her to task on that and call her a racist? I'm sure there would, but you never know. Um, 844-500-4242. Uh, so... The last caller before the break, um, Carol said, we had it up on the caller ID that she wanted to know if I was really all in for Trump. And I think it, I don't know which direction she was heading that way, but the way I see it, and today's caucus day in Iowa, I think most Iowans are going to see it this way who uh, caucus for Trump. You know, he's leading with double digit leads. Um, You can combine all the those running against him and barely, barely beat him if you combine all the average because he's 48% right now. He's almost halfway point. But there's a great article here um, (laughs) 
uh, on Breitbart that by Neil Monroe, who's talking about this article that came out in the New York Times. And it says, Donald Trump would be a strong candidate in the 2024 election because he got the big issues right in 2016, says a startling article by a New York Times foremost never-Trumper, Brett Stevens. So Brett Stevens, this never-Trumper, never has come out and said that he he's going to be good because he got the big issues right. But what he's not saying is, uh, the Democrats are floundering because they're getting all the big issues wrong. That's really what he's inferring there. The January 11th article was posted under the headline, The Case for Trump by Someone Who Wants Him to Lose. I love that headline. Uh, <laughs> Stevens wrote that you can't defeat an opponent if you refuse to understand what makes him formidable. And too many people, especially progressives, fail to think deeply about the enduring sources of his appeal. On immigration, Stevens wrote, arguably the single most important geopolitical fact of the century is the mass migration of people from south to north and east to west causing tectonic demographic, cultural, economic, and ultimately political shifts. Trump understood this from the start of his presidency and uh, his candidacy in 2015. It said something about the diluted state of Western politics when Trump came on the scene that his assertion of the obvious was treated as a moral scandal, and at least by the stratum of society that had uh, the least to lose from mass migration. To millions of other Americans, his message, however, crudely may, he may have expressed it, sounded like plain common sense. Amen to that, right? <laughs> Enforcing control at the border, whether it's through a wall, a fence, or some other mechanism, isn't racism, Stevens wrote. It's a basic requirement of statehood and people who, which any nation has an obligation to protect and cherish. Trump also caught the public's mood of decline and pessimism, St Stevens wrote. Far too little has changed since then. If anything, Trump's thesis may be truer today than it was the first time he ran on it. Trump also amplified the public's failing trust in experts, professionals, and merit institutions that were supposed to be independent of politics. Stephen wrote, we should be more honest with ourselves and admit, admit that those institutions did their own work in squandering through partisanship or incompetence the esteem in which they had once been widely held, he wrote, adding, brokenness has become the definition, defining feature of much of American life. Broken families, broken public schools, broken small towns and inner cities, broken universities, broken health care, broken media, broken churches, broken border, broken government. At best, they have become shells of their former selves, and there's a palpable sense that the autopilot that American institutions and their leaders are on, brain dead and smug, can't continue. Amen to that. I'm agreeing with this guy. Uh, many voters in 2024 will remember Trump's first term fondly, he said. Americans have reason to remember the Trump years as good ones. Wages outpaced inflation, something they have just begun to do under Biden. Breitbart News has often uh, covered Stephen's op-ed columns in part because they have he has been a reliable voice to his globalist peers over ordinary Americans, conservatives, or Trump supporters. We're a country of immigrants by and for them to Americans who don't get it should get out, the foreign-born columnist wrote in 2017. The ph phenomenon of population replacement uh, writ 
Britain is large in is America has been from the beginning, sometimes by force, mostly by choice. He wrote in 2022, what the far right calls replacement is better described as renewal. Stephen spent his childhood in Mexico, son of a top chemical company executive, and has worked uh, as editor of the Wall Street Journal. His new column has prompted an overwhelming rejection from the New York Times readers. Interesting. (laughs) So Stevens deserves some applause for the courage to think outside his peers' globalist box, even though he wants to help President Joe Biden stay in office. And even though his new vision comes as a new wave of migrants' garishly destroyed comfortable assumptions about the much-claimed nation of immigrants' narrative. Um, So, you know, this is a page out of Sun Tzu's book, right? The Art of War know thine enemy. And so that's what he's doing. He's putting it out there saying, Trump's strengths are the fact that he got a lot of things right. (laughs) And that's kind of what we've been saying all along, right? That you want to point to a failed administration, point to inflation, point to uh, a war, point to higher taxes, point to unemployment rates high, point to fuel costs rising. You can't do that with Trump's presidency. He had all of those things trending in the right direction. And the people that hated him the most were the establishment media and the bought and paid for career politicians that work in Washington, get rich off the system, and can't control him. So that's what that's why they hate them because they can't control them. They hate us because they ain't us, right? Is what says the saying goes, and that's exactly the problem uh, for them was Donald Trump's commitment to draining the swamp. He didn't just get into office and then just go go about it and do as he was told. No, he was committed to to draining the swamp, and rightfully so. There's a mess there. Unelected bureaucrats are really the the linchpin and the kingpin of Washington politics. And they dictate every everything going on there from the media and what they'll report to, you know, what this congressman will do, how he'll vote. And I don't know what kind of uh, blackmail they have on people, but uh, I think the, I think the uh, tip of the iceberg is just showing. And we have a lot in store for us in this next ele- election cycle. From now until, um, you know, election day in the fall, we got a lot of primaries, and uh, I think one of Trump's biggest attributes is show them the record. Just keep showing them the record, and uh, you know that's that's the best best way to prove them wrong. Um, and by the way, I didn't really get into it, and we're pretty much out of time on this subject. But we are now fighting a war on three fronts proxy war. So we got Ukraine, we saw this war start in Gaza, and now we got the Houthis in Yemen. And this, it didn't take that long. It was like, you know, we're not even through the first full term yet. And that's something that you can point to Trump and say, he was not a warmongering president. He was for peace. And that does make me a little nervous about the Nikki Haley's of the world and the industrial... Uh, military s- system out there, that whole, um, you know, war system. The, the, we gotta, that's how we're built, right? 
the company, the country's strongest when there's always a war to point to. And uh, Trump wasn't taking the bait. He said, "Nope, we're not. We're not going down that road. We'll we'll go for peace." And what did he do? He brought you know North and South Korea together, shook hands, crossed the DMZ. He brought a lot of countries together with uh, the Jewish state, Israel. Um, he he brokered more peace treaties, and yet he didn't get the the Nobel Peace Prize, did he? No, that was given to uh, Obama, who basically created ISIS, if you think about it, through his policies and through the uh, everything he did there. And and you know you could go down a hundred rabbit trails just talking about this whole subject. But the bottom line is, Donald Trump was not the warmongering president that everybody pointed him out or said he would be and now they're they've taken a new twist on that and they're he'll be a dictator he's admitted to being a dictator on the first day because he's gonna <laughs> drill 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 so oh well crazy 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 times we live in i didn't even get to um a lot of the stuff in the stack um the the huge uh, protests that are happening all across Europe. We got tractor protests at the German government. We've already seen this happening in a lot in France. They're laying the manure out in full force in the slurry of uh, of uh, poop because they're not taking it anymore. Uh, so that's another whole big thing that is going on. And w- one last interesting thing before we go to the break. Uh, Joe Biden revoked Donald Trump's designation of the Houthis as a terrorist group. Guess what just got reinstituted? Yeah, he's now declared them terrorists again. Uh, but there you have it. Way to fix the barn door after the horses have come okay. <laughs> Right, yeah. That's And that seems to be the, the whole administration, right? Now we're going to try to jam the gates closed at the southern border after Trump had been working his whole presidency to do that. But I digress. 844-500-4242. It's been fun talking with you guys. We got the car crossover next. So you don't want to miss out on that. We're going to find out what the captain has in store for his show today. I'm Toby Leary. Thank you so much. And we will be right back after this. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. I'm Toby Leary. And uh, if you like what you heard today, I have an exciting announcement to make. And that is I have a new show of my own on Sundays from noon to one on 95.1 WXTK. Howie's show is broadcast there all week and uh, down on the Cape. It's also an iHeart media station so you can stream it live on the iHeartMedia app or go to WXTK 95.1 to listen live and it's a live call-in channel so where I do a show a local show um, called Rapid Fire I do one as a podcast anyway every Wednesday from 4 to 6 and that's also podcasted um, if you can't listen live because you're listening to Howie as you should be Um, (laughs) it wasn't too smart of me to pick that time category by the way but you can listen to it later, and that's a podcast format. Or you can listen live on the weekend on Sunday from noon to 1. It is a quick hour, 
Uh, that's why we call it rapid fire, but it's all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And that's kind of my bread and butter. That's where we get into the nuance of the Second Amendment and the Constitution and everything else. So uh, you can... All right, you can always listen to us there. But Howie's on the line now, and uh, Howie, thanks for joining us here on the Car Crossover. And I enjoyed my day sitting behind the the Grace Curly microphone. And uh, I'm sure you got a great show in store for us today. Yeah, we're going to talk about the insurrection at the White House on Saturday night and the the Iowa caucuses and uh, oh, I, Rand Paul's. Uh, I thought very reasonable uh, suggestion that uh, Dr. Fauci be thrown into jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> Um, I could second that motion, and uh, <laughs> I think most people could. <laughs> right, and I didn't even get to the whole insurrection at the White House. That, you know, you bring up a great point. That is unbelievable. How, you know, media is largely silent on that. It's just a large protest, Harley. Nothing to see here. It's mostly it's mostly peaceful. They had to evacuate the White House staff and all the reporters who were on duty, <laughs> but it was it was a very peaceful demonstration. I wonder if there's more of that to come. I think so. I, th- I, I think so. I mean, they, uh, you, you know, they've been all these uh, blocking all the roads uh, everywhere. Uh, they, they, they took over the uh, California legislature in Sacramento. You know, they're, they're doing all these, these kinds of things. And it's just going to get worse, I think, as time goes on. Yeah. I think there ought to be a law, if, you're, if I'm going to get into that mode of uh, suggestions, that if a motorist block the roadway they're fair game. <laughs> fair game i mean think of the tragedy that could happen from that you know emergency vehicles your wife delivering a baby i mean i'm sorry a stroke yeah or it, you know again like even if you're not in like terminal danger you know i've been i've i've broken a bone and it been in serious pain and they can't they, they're not going to give you a painkiller until they've done a, a an mri a brain scan you know yeah. so so how would you like to be stuck in in excruciating pain from a broken bone and you're just sitting in the traffic oh. and while you know while you know once you get to the emergency room they're going to give you a shot of fentanyl just like that and take you out i mean that's just that's not even life-threatening that's just you know a, a terrible horrible pain that you could avoid you know how about just it, the most basic i drank too much coffee and i need to get to that ec- exit <laughs> to hit the right. local gas station <laughs> you know what what happens then right. oh. well that that's why you never get rid of the big slurpy cup <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe you could just jump out of the car and contribute to the celebration, I guess, in one way or another, uh, how they often do in the streets of San Francisco. But have a great show, Howie. Okay. Thank you, Toby, Larry. Uh, Anytime.